0: I am chief engineer Jack Soda, your senior Gran Turismo Academy instructor. From now on you only speak only when spoken to and the first and last words out of your filthy gamer mouths will be, sir, do you gamers understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit. I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair and not a nunchuck and a controller. Sir, yes, sir. If you noobs leave my island, if you survive Gran Turismo Academy, you will be a racer. You will be Minister of Racing, praying for racing. But until that day, you are gamers. You're the lowest form of life on Earth. You're not even human fucking beings. You're nothing but unorganised, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit.
1: Is that it? That's as far as we go, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alright, cue the theme song, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Which is <laughs> about driving a car, in a way. Well, in a roundabout way, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, roundabout, nice. All the, all the,
0: all the car parts coming. Great. Very, very, very good. good. Uh. So, yes, and, because Yes had that song, roundabout.
1: Yep, there you go, look at that, everything's
0: full circle (laughs) Full circle, full metal jacket, it's all that Oh god Hey gamers, Um, welcome to the I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things podcast Where we talk about video games like Baldur's Gate 3, which is great No, where we talk about video games like Gran Turismo and the movies thereof We will also talk about Meg 2, colon The Trench Yes And Talk To Me
1: Yep, that's a simple title. I
0: keep wanting to call it "Talk to Her," um, the Amadova movie. Um, oh yeah,
1: uh, no, it's not, not that. that. No, it's, it's not talk that. Talk to me,
0: talk to me, not talk to her. I would say watch "Talk to Her" instead. Not an unproblematic movie, but a better one. So, um, three pretty hyped up films in these parts. I have to say, um, I would say there yeah. was a collective excitement for all of these. A, I think so. I am not. I'm not above. The A24 horror hype of, you know, here's a new one from a pair of interesting-looking directors who have, like, a a history of making popular entertainment in another medium. That seems kind of cool. I was excited for Ben Wheatley making a Meg movie. You sure were. That was a cool-looking thing. I sure was. (laughs) And, as we know, we have been collectively, until last episode... Very, very excited. Yeah, we geared down for, for one episode. Great, we, we geared down for that episode. The entire rest of the year, we've been gearing so, yeah, up. Su- su- support the strikers. Um, these films are made by people down with AI, up with the strikers, down with executives, and especially marketing executives with dodgy British accents, even though they are actually are British, <laughs> which is strange. You wouldn't believe that Orlando Bloom, Orlando Bloom actually is British, but somehow he is. Unconvincingly so. Anyway, I'm Stephen. <laughs>
1: that you are this is i'm on i'm excited start your engines listeners start your engines
0: yeah um what do you want to get through first i do you want to do i it do you want to graph we, we we have to end on gran turismo of course surely. of
1: course gran turismo is the, yeah. the 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 highlight of this episode the creme creme. Um,
0: when we're talking about neo blanco's best movie we gotta we gotta go to that <laughs>
1: Well, okay, I mean... I mean, disclaimer, I don't really like any yeah, of those movies that much. I think so we're on the record not really as anything. not being huge fans. It <laughs> might not really mean anything.
0: Um, but yeah, I will say this is this is the best Neil Blomkamp movie. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um,
1: Why don't we start do wanna, with a movie that neither of us like very much?
0: Yeah, which, all those that don't follow us avidly have like, this could be any of them. <laughs> it's true, this it could, could, be, be, any could be any of them. <laughs> um... But yeah um so we both saw talk to me i saw it before you i thought yeah, you'd you already did. seen i don't know why i just presume that you've seen every like horror movie um that is new released as it comes out um, <laughs> i think I, I think it was one it. that
1: i had a ticket for and then i ended up busy that night or something and i ended up seeing it later than i had originally anticipated so i did see it after you
0: yeah i you know what I think. I I know your very vague thoughts on it, mm. but I don't really have a kind of like detailed um breakdown of, of, of what you think. So let's give a bit of background what the film is to begin with. Uh, it has done very, very well, so a lot of yeah. listeners will have seen it. Um so it is a possession horror film, um, in which Set Amongst Teens and Demonic Possession is used as Drugs, basically. yes yeah. This idea of getting high to an recession, which which is an interesting idea, um, and that that's a a, a new way of doing a yes. very very familiar type of film. Um, the difference in this one is there is this cool prop of this kind of like, encased like plaster casted encased hand like yeah. pseudo like mummified kind of thing of you hold the hand, you say talk to me, um, and then you are, and then you have and someone appears and you say let me in and and you are possessed by a spirit. It's A bit vague on is it a spirit from the surrounding area? Blah blah blah. It gets a bit, yeah, not, not super clear clarity ahead. there, but then it pushes for clarity. I, I prefer if it's left more vague. There's a bit where it kind yeah. of alludes to there being some rules. Um, and as long as you don't go above, I say 80 seconds, I can't remember. No, was it was 90 seconds, it's, I think. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a matter of time. As long as you don't go above that because of rules, um, right, you <laughs> just get high, high off of it, and you won't get um. Possess, and if you go beyond that then it, it leaves the hand that it, it stays in you um so you, what happens obviously happens it's TikTok's the evil dead
1: <laughs> that's i mean that's a pretty good way of putting it it is it's like this year's uh barbarian it is the newest kind of viral yeah, viral yeah. horror sensation that uh the younger generation is is really excited about which I'm always, like, happy that there is a, a gen- yeah. new generation of horror kind of existing, even if it is not for me, which it kind of continues to not be for me, because I kind of came out of this,
0: like... You liked Bodies, Bodies, Bodies a lot, and that's that true. I did like that. much of this ilk. I mean, that's not a horror movie per se, but it's in the same genre exploitation right. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's
1: very true. I do like that movie quite a bit. Um, but yeah, Talk To Me. I, I mean, it's good filmmaking. Okay. I think the... So the, the directors... What do you mean by
0: that here?
1: So, I mean... So the directors are YouTube guys. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not very familiar with them. They're... What are they? No. They're known as... Raka Raka or something like that. Two yeah, Australian cool. directors. Um, and I feel like, to me, it makes a lot of sense that they are YouTube yeah, guys. when I
0: found out afterwards that they were YouTube guys, I was like, ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Because the film is... It's... From a craft standpoint, I think it's very well made. Flashy, and it's very cool, energetic. It's very well directed. Right, it's energetic and it's very engaging. But mm. I think the second that it ends, you're kind of like, okay, what? Like, I feel like it's very engaging in the moment, but ultimately, once once it's over, I think it immediately rings very hollow, and it's yeah, its main allegory you kind of realize is just very clunky and does not work very well. Um, so, yeah, it's like in the moment, I can't say that I didn't enjoy it, but after okay. it, after it ended, I kind of came out of it like, yeah, I'm not sure if... I actually enjoy the way that that was put together because I don't think it actually adds up to anything that really does impactful. impact that same yeah. huh,
0: at the end of. And it's because the, the opening and ending are, as separate scenes, really, really strong. Yeah. As pieces of like visual filmmaking. I really love the opening scene because the opening scene of going into that party, you don't know who these people are, and there's a moment of just, like, extreme violence that sets yeah. the tone for, this is that kind of film, like, uncompromising out of nowhere. And then just isn't that film. No, not really. Um, which, there is a power in that, but it's better at being that film than the other one. So there are later scenes of a bit, like, violent carnage. So when that poor young kid is throwing himself around the room, that's another yes. really good scene. Very good. It's a, it's, they are good at making that kind of, like, short-form, this is pretty fucked up, um, and like brutally violent and there is this tied to it quite conventional teeny um, possession story um, I I really don't like it um, and I find it really un- uncomfortable um, to be honest um, and I think what I put my finger on is there is a split in it where on one end it is pushing towards a film like Don't Look Now or The Devil's Backbone, mm. which I think are the two films that it's very much in conversation with in terms of serious films about grief that use horror right. imagery yeah. as a way of it, accessing emotions that you can't get through conventional drama, like the, the height of that. And that's, that's a brilliant thing that horror can do. Um, and then the other side, it's... The closest comparison for me is Drag Me to Hell, Um it it okay, feels like what dragged me to hell wasn't wasn't oh, have you not no it's oh, a really fun movie, um it feels like what If dragged me to hell wasn't fun so therefore you're left with the weird mm. morality tale of drag to hell and the morality tale of that film is is, is not good but the movie is is, is fun and funny and, and and really creative, and there is really well realized teenage characters in this that do feel like real people, and I find that to be to the film's detriment because there's a lot of like real feeling in here that I found really genuinely upsetting in a way that the film was not equipped to handle narratively for. I was like, yeah. make the affecting drama about loss in a friend group. Cause you've got the characters for it and the actors for it because they are handling this. And then when you're beating that kid up, I'm like, I just don't, I just don't like this. I'm, I just I don't like these things happening. I'm somewhat invested in a, a real drama. And then the increasingly labyrinthine doesn't really make sense plot and law reasons for possession start to muddy that and like that should be fun and this isn't fun and it it doesn't find the narrative to go around which goes back to the rack a -a youtube thing for me of there's a lot of ideas here a lot of little sequences here and it's there is not really a film here
1: yeah and it's i think like divorced from the rest of it like the ending is cool conceptually Mm -hmm. but i feel like when you put it up against the rest of the film, it ends up feeling just kind of, like, nihilistic in a way that I don't like. It's yes, just very... I agree. It's very defeatist, and it just feels, like, sad, and I'm just like, this isn't... Yeah. And, of course, horror can be that, but I just, I don't know, like, the way that it ended, I was just kind of like, okay, but doesn't, like, as far as what you're trying to do with this movie, it just feels like you're saying that everything is hopeless, and it's just like, okay, that's not really the note <sighs> that I want into to
0: emotion end on. A lot without- exploring like depth or resonance emotion yeah. or without like being cathartic and devil's backbone is, is a great example that's a very very sad film but there is a, a catharsis in watching that of it, it's exploring grief and i think um don't look now is is similar it. it's mm. a really a really heartbreaking film yeah. but there is there is something you know a place where heartbreak feels good I, i'm told <clears> that the, <throat> the americans are told that repeatedly um this is not that nicole kidman mad at this movie this is just like this is this is just it's not misery porn, but no. it is, like, sadness porn. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, does, like, oh, it does feel... a really nasty
1: thing. It does feel very exploitative by the end of it, where I'm just kind of like, yeah, it just it's just kind of like... I don't know, it feels weird to be like, oh, it's, like, icky, but it kind of is. It's just like...
0: It's, for me, it's because the protagonist has to keep carrying on this story, and I'm like, you actually are kind of, like, messing up this family. Yeah. You legitimately kind of are, and we should unpick this. And, like, there's a really interesting story point there of when the mum is just like... Sorry, you just you've, you've inserted yourself into our family. Right. You were not actually in our family. And that's why I keep saying, there is a good drama here, like a really good, very realist, very raw being like, that's a very emotive and complex yeah. situation. But they keep having to go back to her. She's like, well, the possession plot's going to keep going, I guess. And th- the, the horror silliness, because it is quite silly, just does not mesh with the unearned, but does work right. sadness.
1: Yeah, and I think like like you said, like the characters are well realized in the sense that they do feel like real people, but Mm, narratively the film doesn't do a good Mm. job of actually explaining any of the characters. And so a lot of the things that I feel like the characters do, it feels kind of like, you don't have a sense of, like, the motivation behind any of it, and...
0: Especially every ancillary character, you've got those, right. like... two too cool for school characters, but then it also will just, like, hang out the whole evening at someone random person's house, right. and like, then, they like, seem... join a Scooby-Doo mystery gang thing for a while.
1: Right, they seem to actively dislike the other characters, but they keep coming back for some reason, and because then they what? just kind because, of... Because
0: the that part needs to keep going through and that's the issue and
1: then they just kind of leave when things get real which i guess does make sense but yeah i feel like the the whole like thing where it's just a few too many ideas is kind of like you've got the the main drama which is this this family with the younger brother and she's kind of inserted herself into it but then it's got to do this other thing about the kind of generational trauma and it's got the whole thing with her yeah, family and her that, mother and it just doesn't it does not do well with. it doesn't work because there's not enough time to actually develop any of it so by the end you're kind of like okay but what actually was happening there other than like a reason to get a couple of mm. like kind of sad and gnarly scenes it's just kind of it feels a lot of it ends up feeling underbaked to me
0: i think there is a soulful film like Lost in there of mm. someone who realizes that through this way they can talk to their dead mother and then doesn't realize they are being manipulated by that. And I think yeah. that that is almost what the film is about. But then it just it just gets a bit muddled and lost in itself because it wants to be a bit. And then when I heard they want to do like spin-offs and they've already made other films, it then gets too caught up in YouTubey triviay kind of exactly. like law reasonsy stuff. And I'm like, this is just this is there for fan very right. Reddit posts of what does it really mean? Let's figure out.
1: Yeah, I think it's just too caught up in wanting to be about something so that people can leave and go, oh, but it was really about drugs rather than being like, yeah, like, you can just make a cool possession movie, you know? Like, it doesn't, not everything has to be... There are many of them. What about right. cool possession? <laughs> I mean, well, not that that's not about anything, but... Uh, um, yeah, it's it's like I feel like they wanted to make it's about cars exploding, right? They wanted to make like the the A twenty four thing of like, oh, this is really deep and it's influenced by hereditary, and it's like okay, but mm-hmm. you know, if you want to make a cool you know modern Evil Dead possession kind of thing, then just make a cool modern possession
0: Evil Dead thing. Have I I, I know I'm not really a I'm not really a fan theory person, but I I this is a, a partially joke fan theory. Oh, yeah. Have I told you my possession fan theory? No, I ever have. So my Possession fan theory is that it's a James Bond film and (laughs) it's James Bond when he's not being James Bond. It's him when he's stuck at home with his wife and his child that he hates. Um, (laughs) Because he does have this kind of like super spy have a very important job feel and there's like exploding cars and stuff towards the end. Possession feels like Traumatized, like broken James Bond, stuck at home, having to be a father or okay. and, I mean, and then I, having to deal with a Cronenberg. How does yeah? How does the alien fit into the... Well, that, that's just that's just a thing that he just has to deal with. That's literal. Okay. That's not metaphorical. It's just a very very literal plot point.
1: Okay, I... but <laughs> I want to dive into this more. But that feels like a thing for a different podcast.
0: I'm interested in
1: this that, fan is, theory. You've got my. There is a feel of it. You've got that my attention.
0: Has a hint of you feel like you've stepped off an action film, but are not in that action film anymore, and you're just processing that on screen. Great. I mean, you're not
1: you're not wrong.
0: And I mean that as as huge praise. This is this is all good things about this film.
1: I mean, it's one of the best movies. It's great. Love possession. It's good.
0: It's very good. It's got a Cronenberg in it.
1: Anyway, that's uh, I think that's about all I have to say about talk to me. Mm-hmm. We're clearly on the uh, yeah. the opposite side of pretty much everyone else, but
0: I don't think it's very good. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think it's very good. It's just yeah, it doesn't really it made me sad in ways that i did not want to feel sad and i thought the movie was not equipped to um and i just don't think it really added such much um which is a shame it is a shame
1: because yeah i always go into these you know these things because i'm just always excited when horror gets popular and there's mm -hmm. like a huge film that people are excited about and then i get sad when i leave the movie and i'm like oh (laughs) i'm not on the same page as everyone else i guess
0: to be fair, though, I should have known at the point where there is a scene early on where there is the mandatory we hit an animal of our car and now we must go out and talk about how this relates to death. And I'm like, for God's oh, yeah. sake, are we still doing this? Yeah, and then they have to bring
1: it back at the end like, oh, it's the same thing again. But it doesn't even then... make sense, though, no, it because
0: it, it, it's it's like the whole point of the beginning is that she's not willing to do that. But then her character the whole way through does not, is not like that. Well, so...
1: and it's also... Her encountering the kangaroo is just like a random thing, and then her Mm. having to kill the the brother is like something that (laughs) she directly caused. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) so it's it's like it's not the same thing
0: at all. It's such an ill used trope, and it's just there because it's a trope. I think the I think that trope's even that's like the weakest bit of Get Out, an otherwise absolutely stellar film. Mm. I think the only film I've seen recently, and recently is stretching a bit here, that earns that trope is the invitation of. Mm. That is so core to what that film is about. They're like, you found a way to make that plot point work, but can we stop doing it, please?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty played out. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna walk out of any film that does it again from now on. That's the point where I wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How often do you walk out of movies? It's a, it seems like a rare thing for you. I walked,
0: I walked out of Infinity War. Remember?
1: Oh, that's true. You did.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. The only movie I've seen that's been worth walking out. Of. <laughs> now listener, can you know many movies that I've seen. Well, I stopped watching that Exorcist film that we talked about, that um him That guy that talks on YouTube a lot, not YouTube on on Facebook. Oh Yeah, Paul Trader. Yeah, I stopped watching his Exorcist movie so that, that's, that's not I'm the same thing
1: in. i think you can stopping a movie that you can you're watching at home is different than uh, but, leaving but, a theater but i so
0: rarely do that, that that's is not a thing that like i do That's not yeah. really a thing that, that you do i like it's like i'll oh, we'll just watch the rest of this and i was like what if i don't actually
1: but it's the same what movie twice and you watched the other one right no i didn't oh you didn't okay never
0: mind because then i was like oh, i should watch the other one i was like nah how about okay. i just watch neither of them because i don't actually have to that's I true don't really you do. don't have to but you did have to watch meg
1: to the trench Stephen.
0: Well, before I get to make to the okay. franchise, the problem is I'm going to watch those two. Why am I going to watch those two?
1: For your Paul Schrader is it, retrospective?
0: No, because there's a new Exorcist movie coming oh, out. You're so right. like, oh, you're right. There is a new I haven't Exorcist. Watched
1: so oh, that trailer does not look oh good.
0: Mm, no. Maybe they should, yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, so, sorry, David Gordon so, make Green. Two,
0: make two. Mm, yeah, I liked your last movie, but mm, I remain un, unsold on David Gordon Green. That's
1: fair. I mean I like all of the Halloween remakes, but uh it doesn't mean that I think he should remake every horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> Actually, Halloween ends made me more interested in the Exorcist remake. I'm like, <laughs> I oh mean, okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay.
1: Halloween okay. and the Exorcist are just so different that I'm like, I don't think that really translates.
0: But also the trailers for Halloween ends, which were so conventional mm. and not that's what true. that film was at all. So now it's so gonna have been like, Oh, are you doing this again? Fair I enough, hope you yeah. did this again. I hope, I hope, I hope. Come on. It's better than the jump scare Poirot advert that I saw in front of. Talk to me, which absolutely wild. Can't believe um, they're
1: still making those.
0: I know, I know. Meg Two, the trench. Meg Two, the trench. Sequel to the Meg, not the Meg Two. Trench, not the Meg Two. The trench. Yes. Not the Meg Two. Not Meg Two. Meg Two. The trench. Meg Two, the trench. Good title
1: it is a good it is a very good title and not only Meg to the Trench but Meg to the Trench directed by Ben Wheatley
0: which was weird they put that in the title much like that's is my Base on a true story this <laughs> is Meg to go on the Trench directed by Ben Wheatley um what's your lineage with Ben Wheatley he's a close personal friend of mine of course he hugged me once that right, makes you didn't personal you, friend. you have met no. Ben
1: Wheatley I don't have a ton of ben wheatley experience um i've seen do i even have this i don't think i do oh no i don't um i've seen free fire and kill list and that was the only two i've seen i'm not a huge fan of either of them i know you love kill list and i just
0: absolutely adore kill list i don't think to me, nasty to me, <laughs> right
1: i don't think kill list is bad i think that it is excellent again like excellent filmmaking that just doesn't really work for me um But it is gnarly in a way that I absolutely appreciate.
0: That very, very few films are. Uh, Yeah, no,
1: very much. It is. I have a lot of respect for Kill List. Uh, I also watched High Rise in college after we read the book for a class, but I don't remember it very well. Um, So, Ah, that book's good. It is a good book. Yeah,
0: yeah, JG Ballard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, his version of High is really, really. It's really, really. I should watch it again. um I, I think you'd love a field in england you've really really yeah a field in watch england. That. That's, that's such an awesome film and it's being really reevaluated well, well but yeah, just more seen i guess because it was mm, yeah, always yeah. like pretty acclaimed and i'm more people watching it and being like this is a also has one of the most terrifying scenes in anything obviously. have um, it's just has just this which now i mean it won't live up to that but there's a scene <laughs> part way through that it's just like entrancingly terrifying um in this wonderful wonderful way um I like every film that Wheatley's made. I have seen them all. Mm. Big of, fan of his. Of his, I, I like Free Fire a lot. I know that you're not a Free Fire person. I think that film is just an absolute blast. Um, it is fun. Someone's head gets run over and it, and it blows true. up. <laughs> Shuttercock plays really, really funny in it, um, and it's you know there's, there's some army hammerness, but never mind. Um, I like his Rebecca mm. um, mostly because I don't like the book Rebecca very much. Okay, and it. <laughs> it fixes some of the stuff that is not very good about the book. Oh, it's not okay. great. his Rebecca. And it's not as good as the Hitchcock *Sells* Rebecca, which is both better than the book and a better film. Um, but I did quite like his Netflix Rebecca. And I was quite surprised that everyone was like, nee, meh. I like Colin new Colin new is very, very good. <laughs> um, it's, it's called happy new year colin bursa which is a terrible title it he wanted to call title. it colin you colin you anus yeah, because he had sh- just watched coriolanus i'm shocked play, that nobody that wanted the,
1: nobody approved that one
0: <laughs> And bbc films who it was made for it was a tv movie were just like no you're not you're not you know we're not making colin you anus of course they're but not. a better title for that movie about colin who who is a bit of an anus um I re I, I like all his films. Um, Sightseers is also really, really cool and has a part in the Keswick Pencil Museum, which, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Keswick Pencil Museum. I have a few times. Um, really, you don't know if I've having, ever been? I don't know if you've ever been. Um, before having watched the film and after having watched the film. And now, the Keswick Pencil Museum is, a, is, is great because one, it's got like the world's biggest pencil in it and that absolutely rolls. Um, and it gets you all pumped about pencils. And that's a, that's a good thing to be. So I, in that I went there when I was like, 17, went to Keswick. You can work out what age I was because it was I was there for a week during the school holidays. We saw Slumdog Millionaire at Keswick Cinema. I saw Frost Nixon at Keswick Cinema. And I also went to the Keswick Pencil Museum. <laughs> Weird double feature. Um, they were across two days. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it's a, a, a seminal time at the, at the Keswick Pencil Museum. But the Keswick Pencil Museum gets you excited for, for pencils. I have since returned to the Kazakh pencil museum and i think the Kazakh pencil museum should rename itself and it should instead be called the there was a flood at keswick pencil museum museum because there was a flood at keswick pencil museum and now the entire curation is all about there being a flood which is which is a shame that there was a flood but i also feel like it being a pencil museum was important now why that's relevant which i can see you going well why is it relevant i was hoping that because the keswick Pencil museum was flooded that part of Meg 2 The Trench would be set at Keswick Museum? It is not. So, and that is why I thought the Meg 2, sorry, Meg 2 The Trench would be set partially in Keswick Museum. Alas, it was not. Nowhere near. Um, yeah, um, Ben Whitney Films, um, when he famously said that he felt like all of his films are really different. And if you look at his films, they do seem very, very different. Um, mm-hmm. Until someone pointed out that all of them are about characters in constrained locations dealing with that, and, and they all are that. So mm. High Rise in the High Rise box. Yes. Um, a Field in England, literally A Field in England. Um, free Fire is that blah, blah, blah. It goes and sightseers is in, in the caravan, and there is Kill List just constricts and constricts and constricts. Oh, yeah. um, so that that was the thing. Um, I would say with Meg to the trench, he has broken out of, of, of that mould. Um, but one could make the argument that it's a succession of those moments um, because he does he does find ways of, of constricting along the way they're stuck in a submarine <laughs> then they're stuck in an underwater base then they're stuck sure. I mean the ocean's a big place to be stuck in I they're guess. stuck in a, an overwater base then they're stuck in a beach yeah I'm str- I'm stretching it. It, Definitely. it it's not it's not it's it's not very probably no. <laughs> um, but i will say the bits where they are characters stuck in claustrophobic environments are the film and I'm like, oh yeah, no, you can still do this. I think there is some fun peril to be had of being stuck under sea, or stuck in something that that, that works well. I will say, in general, Meg Two: The Trench is a film I greatly enjoyed. Now, does that mean it is a good movie? I'm gonna say probably not. Okay. Um, it's similar to what you said. We've talked to me of every point watching this. I was engaged and enjoying mm-hmm. it, and at the end, I was like, that was not very good, but. I didn't feel like oh at the end it was like a oh, okay didn't really wasn't really much but i can't lie every point i was engaged <laughs> having a fun time you got jason Staffords about having a deviated septum that's pretty funny um it's a bunch of in con, like loosely connected i much like talk to me it's a bunch of loosely connected ideas so at the beginning it's a film about we've trained a meg to respond to humans sure. Then it's a film about let's, let's explore more of the titular trench. Then it's a film for literally 30 seconds of, oh my God, that's the biggest Meg I've ever seen, does not come back in the movie, <laughs> which is so funny. Oh. Then it's that movie. Then it's, uh, oh, we found a secret it's underwater base. Evil mining
1: operations, I but guess?
0: As I keep saying, because I love it so much, the secret underwater base has the massive name of the base painted <laughs> on it. it. In case anyone <laughs> swims I by. Love, I love the branding of it. Like, it's so top secret. When we built it, we put the name uh, on it. Why's it even got a name? Um, then it's about, like, rare earth mineral mining. Um, then it's about, what if Meg's escaped? And then it's just Meg one none of these films really connect um
1: i don't even think of it as that many movies to me it feels like two movies there is the underwater segment and then there mm, is the the, the above water segment and i don't like either of them and i don't think it is a good movie at all so like little mermaid I,
0: it, you feel very similarly in of little the mermaid there is a <laughs> above water and below water both are not very good one of them doesn't look very good
1: Man, the first half of the movie, or I guess the first two-thirds, is just so... It's, like, unwatchable. Not unwatchable I in did, the way I that I hated didn't but, like, this. I just couldn't see anything. Like, 90% of the screen is just pitch black. And I'm like, what I, am I looking at? There's, like, one person walking
0: around in the corner of the screen. No word of a lie did, did not find that to be the case. That's I don't wild. know how... It, it could be a difference of projection thing, maybe the brightness on my film was turned up. I mean, there were points where it was dark because they were down in the the goddamn trench, but I've seen so many films recently where I've been like, this is so dark, I can't see anything. I did not
1: That's interesting. have me. that
0: feeling when watching Meg Two. And I'm not saying that you are wrong at all. I'm just saying that I thought that I would note that and there was a yes, it was dark, but there was no point where it seemed dark to the point where I would comment on it like 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 you have come to on it. There i were... actually thought the lighting was was, was quite cool i like the um the red lights and the fl- there's some good sort of flares and lights off the suits i like the suits as well the extra suits look really cool and i
1: think like standalone there are cool shots because those red lights are cool but it's like to me mm. i'm like i'm looking at a row of like people underwater with their red suits and then again mm. like 90 of the screen is just pitch black to me and i'm like I just I'm like okay I mean it's and it's so much of the movie to me is just that where it's just like a little thing happening at the bottom where they're underwater walking across the seafloor or whatever and there's just nothing happening in the rest of the frame and I'm just like it's just not fun to look at <laughs> I'm like this is just not yeah and then so yeah, then I, I, I leave like... the water and I just add that last sequence is like kind of it, it gets close good. to being that fun but good. I don't know i
0: just jet skiing megs they don't matter anymore there's three of them no. you just harpoon them in the face and they explode what's really up with the
1: weird lizard things too they just kind of throw those Love in them. there i mean just
0: land sharks they are land sharks it just
1: kind of becomes I, jurassic world in a way that i don't like because i don't like those movies
0: yeah i, I totally get that and i i am never going to defend it to the extent of no you should think it's good because <laughs> it is it is it is trash but i found it to be kind of like knowing enjoyable trash mm. that was which is what i was hoping fun for. with itself
1: but i just yeah i don't know i couldn't find that and i feel like i could enjoy that final sequence more but there was something that felt so weirdly
0: <laughs> the <it's> fun <laughs> island <laughs>
1: I know, like, it's the thing where, the whole time, I mean, I I really did, (laughs) I wanted...
0: as a literal bait, they're they're just being my sharks, and Wheatley is willing the whole way through to just, just kill a whole bunch of people in a way that I really appreciate.
1: Which I do too, and like, I I feel like people that know me know full well I'm on the record as being an enjoyer of just, you know, some good garbage. I love good trashy Mm. movie, but... Mm. That's and that's what, what well, I was that's what I was hoping for with this was just like I I know that it, I knew that it wasn't going to be great but I was like this hopefully yeah. he's leaning into the you know the the absurdity of it in a way that I can enjoy it, and it doesn't enough
0: and it, um, yeah it
1: doesn't enough and I feel like the like yeah fun island is a funny like idea so like and i was like okay now we're now we're getting somewhere but then to that me shot like
0: from inside the shark's mouth is absolutely awesome that's absolutely there, awesome.
1: Is, there are great moments in that and that's like the that second or the final the final act is like the stuff that i like the most but i feel like even the fun island thing just felt so weirdly lifeless. Like, there's all these people on this island having a party, and it doesn't feel like anyone's <laughs> really having fun or partying that much. It's fun
0: that. Oh, oh, it's... When Harmony Corinne does it, you love
1: it. <laughs> you when know, like Wintley does it. Um, <laughs> there's, there was a shot that I remember in particular, because it's a shot of, like, the, the fun island, and there's, like, people... There's like a DJ playing music or whatever and there's a bunch of people yeah, watching the DJ and they're just kind of like standing there and they're like, yeah, woohoo. And
0: I'm like, what are these people doing? Like, Because well, no one involved has any idea what kind of place that is. Like no, no right. one involved in making this film. It's I just, any familiarity of a kind of like rave island. No. Like if it
1: had actually, right, again, if it really just lent into that and it really felt like a wild party that was just destroyed by Megs and they were just eating everybody, then I would be all in. But like, oh, it's going to be... Me- Everyone just feels like a cardboard cutout, and I'm like, okay, I don't really... I can't oh, even have enough fun I, of, like, these people really, getting eaten.
0: I liked the characters, as, as dumb as that sounds. I think Statham is very good and very, very funny. I like does have some fun lines. I like the opening scene. The opening scene is, is, is fun of him then just, like, being swept up by a thing. It introduces some, like, what... Characters that have as much background as you expect an action movie protagonist to have. So usually when they go out of their way to give someone background in an action movie it's because they matter. Yeah. So there's that whole bit about how this kid's a nerd and like loves cosplay and stuff. He <sighs> dies five minutes later. <laughs> I was just like I, mean, I did like that it was it was Wednesday that I really like the sidekick who was scared in the first movie and now he's got his look oh, he's bag. great. He he's awesome.
1: He is, <laughs> I think he is the best Talks part of about the movie. Jaws
0: too, He is it, some really fun performance and a really fun role <laughs> i do I like, the... like the the um the uncle and I, they, they have a mm. i agree with what calvin said it's not quite the buddy movie it could be no. um and there is some real chinese co-production energy oh, to yeah. the entirety of the film oh, um it is super. it is so corporate sheen and that's why i feel like it's like 12 movies because it's just like yeah. we did this and this and this it's like if you've got this bit you've got this bit and it must end here and it is so beholden to that yeah similarly to how the barbie movie is, is beholden to the mattel stuff mm-hmm. it is you can see there is like this background here being like but it has to be this doesn't it and yeah. it doesn't find an interesting way to have to be that but i found it to be fun
1: i mean yeah i i think the the chinese co-production thing being super obvious is a, a lot of what weighs it down i mean i and i like i get it make a blockbuster you wanted to sell in the chinese market that's fine but like
0: it's an absolutely huge market making Um, it
1: and then it just becomes a total mess and it's like Wu Jing is a cool action protagonist i just watched um Mm. spl2 which he is in and he is fantastic in that but he's just kind of of the trench (laughs) spl2 a time for consequences i think is the title (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, it's just like um, it just becomes a mess, and it is it is painfully obvious that it is like a, what if we made this movie but also for China? And you're like, okay, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to be this this obvious. I guess there's probably no getting yeah. out of that being so obvious. But I don't like the kid character. Yeah. <laughs> be honest with you.
0: Um, I didn't find her particularly yeah. irritating. She's fine. Um, she facilitates some fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, like the bit at the end. the the, the bit at the end when it's like yeah i don't know it's it's nice to see staph be good again i feel like i've become like eh, on staph and i used to really really like jason staph um and it's nice to nice to love the staph again
1: he got lost in the fast and furious franchise for a while there
0: yeah not since transporter 3 when he goes i'm not the gay has he been like i (laughs) did the the what that's (laughs) So that's <laughs> a lie no son- I yeah. have not seen all the it's transporter Transport movies three. it's a bit transporter 3 where this, this lady is trying to seduce him but he's busy wo- wo- f- focusing on transporting of course he's optimistic for whatever he does in that movie and she's she's like what's the matter and she, it's because she's she is eastern european I forget from where so she speaks um, the syntax is not what you'd expect of a native english speaker so she says What's the matter? Are you the gay? And he goes, "I'm not the gay." <laughs> Which amazing. Is a funny line. All right. Well,
1: I should. I, I was trying to remember who it was that had um, that did that movie, and I remember the the first transporter the was uh, the first transporter was Corey Un, was awesome and did Yes, Madam, and Writing Wrongs, and Righting Wrongs oh. is one of my favorite movies. So I'll have to watch the transporters. And
0: then, and then it is Leterrier that does two and three, isn't uh, it? He, he, he did. He does two. Fast and, He does Fast and Furious.
1: Yes, he did fast do a fast S, fast Which maybe curious. is the best movie of the year. Let's see. Transporter 3 is Olivier Megaton? <laughs> Olivier is saying One. Megaton's a cool ass name. Megaton though. From <laughs> Fallout
0: 3. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Megatron? Is it that dastardly Megatron?
1: It, it, I wanted it to be Megatron, but it's definitely Megaton. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Do you know what Megatron transforms into? No. A handgun that's then held by Starscream. <laughs> what? Are you
1: serious? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I thought that you wouldn't know that. Um, so I you that. Wait. To, to the side. And the core arc of Transformers is that Starscream wants to betray Megatron and wants to overthrow him, and it's hilarious that Megatron still is like, yeah, we're so, going to use him as a gun, damn it.
1: So they can never be in the same state together?
0: Well, he just, he just becomes a gun,
1: and then Starscream just uses him and just shoots him. Right, So, but I'm saying Starstream, Starscream has to be untransformed to yeah, use yeah, yeah, yeah. megatron oh, yeah Ooh. so they can't ever be transformed together because then he's just a plane
0: yeah Starscream is a plane That's yeah well I know reason. that yeah yeah because the Decepticons are mostly jets and the what are mostly cars yes but when people talk about Transformers canon I like to think they're talking about Megatron as he is right. a transforming sure. <laughs> I care a lot about Transformers canon, which is that Megatron should be a gun. (laughs) And that first Michael Bay movie, where they made him like a stupid jet or something, I'm like, no, make him a stupid gun.
1: That would. You're right. That would make that movie a lot better.
0: Mm, It would. would.
1: Uh, All right. Well, I think I don't think I have much more to say about Meg Two the Trench, directed by Ben Wheatley.
0: Megaton, Megaton Two the Trench.
1: (laughs) Exactly. There you go. Any final thoughts on Meg Two? It's not good, but I liked it. All right, that's a that's a good that's a fair final thought, Stephen.
0: I liked it more than Tyler Rake too.
1: I didn't. No. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had
0: to rank the twos. I would say "Talk to Me" is is worst.
1: Um, "Talk to Me" is the then... next movie that isn't out yet. Oh God! I'm really? <laughs> oh yeah, they announced it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, you, had, no, you knew no, it was going to happen.
0: No.
2: <laughs> we'll have
1: to talk two three. Talk to me with the three at the end.
0: Talk two three is going to yeah. be great. Well, could be. How about okay? Co deal with the with O two because they do phones. Talk O two me.
1: But that's a that's a UK phone provider, and they're Australian filmmakers. Yeah, well, it,
0: this, this one's set in the UK. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the <classic laughs> this, UK. One,
1: this one's set in the UK for some reason. <laughs>
0: That's that's that, that, that that's actually the subtitle. It's called "Talk O to Me." This one's set in the UK.
1: <laughs> Great title. Yeah, that's classic A twenty four title.
0: They love that stuff.
1: Well, Stephen, you think it's time?
0: I think it's time. For gamer to racer. Gamer to racer. Racer. Gamer to race Gran Turismo. Oh, gran. Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo, Turismo based on a true story. We don't need story. to say that. Because we, we know now. We know, we know the our relationship with Neil. Um, we've both seen Gran Turismo.
1: Yes, we have both Game seen. I saw it last night. You saw it mm. Friday, maybe? I guess nobody listening yeah. knows when the, we're recording this, but we're recording on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Mm. I really, really, really liked it. Wow. Um, really liked it. I thought it was... It's not very well written, um, but it is a satisfyingly put-together Rocky-style sports movie that does the beats, is propulsive, and the racing scenes are brilliant. Hmm. And I like the look of it and the feel of it, Hmm. and I feel Neil Blomkamp has been wasted on blank slate project and is better as a director for hire I think Hmm. because he he does have flair he brings flair to a traditional film and makes it better than it should be there is one thing about the film that I find deeply objectionable we'll talk about later if it was not for that I would be very very high on this I think the performances are great I will tell the caveat of there is an entire Jarman Hansu and um, Jerry Halliwell from the Spice Girls um, (laughs) so that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Jerry Horner, sorry. Jerry Horner. Jerry Horner, I should be more respectful. Jerry Horner. Um, sorry, Ginger Spice. Um, so Ginger Spice and Jomon That's Wow, what cool uh, parents. <laughs> I, what cool parents? Uh, might as well not be in the film. Um, oh, no. The, the parent stuff is so bad. It's really bad. Because here's here's my take, is they're not willing to negatively code the actual parents of this actual human being. So they kind of make them absentee and completely inconsistent it's weird like, john yeah. hansu is 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 like bad dad and then suddenly he's like really compassionate and then it's bad again there's gonna be absentee and there's like what's a car of and then they disappear they they are so unsupportive it's like they don't even care they have a child no it's, it's really weird it's like they forget they have a child and then they care when they think he's dead <laughs>
1: it's it's like they there's a message of... there they kind of just seem to throw in, like, these little hints of, like, how you would expect that storyline to go. And then I kind of expect mm. you to fill in the gaps, I feel like. Mm. Of, like, yeah, they like the other brother more because he plays football. So, like, you know how that goes. And it's like, okay, like, I mean, I guess. Minute,
0: minute ten of the movie, this brother is more successful in Gran is mowing. Than the brother has, is gonna ever be in football, and the dad's so just like, "Eh." Like, <laughs> at this point, he has already proved himself. Right. He's already part of like this huge project, this like once in a lifetime thing. That's actually very, very impressive. That's just like, "Yeah, but you know, it's I, not defense football, is it?"
1: The movie is very, how do I? forget It's very uh, gamer coded. I mean, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know the way to say that, but like, it's very. It's like it does that thing where it's like the dad is like, "Oh, you're just." Playing video games, and then again, it's oh like... God, this, it's like, because all the kids know that your this, parents this don't movie... think that playing video
0: games is cool. <laughs> it's like, no, okay... I, I, no, I love this. This movie shits on gamers so much and they goddamn deserve it, and I, I, am, I am here for it the whole time. Genuinely. Oh, it's so and annoying. I, no, I, I genuinely love I it, because I'm like, no, put put them in their place. I speak as, as a like huge video game person. Like There are people here that... It's like yeah, blah, 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 and it's like shut up. Uh, David Harbour running around just shut sharp noobs is just I, I love it so much. Uh, he does he say so that? Good. I thought it was
1: only the mechanic that calls him a noob, which felt out of place I... to me. <laughs> that bit's pretty funny. <laughs> it's just like okay, this old <laughs> this old mechanic's calling him a noob.
0: <laughs> that's so good. I really, I generally and I don't, I'm not even like ironically the Meg two enjoying that. I, I I did at that moment I was like yeah that's fun. And
1: I mean let's let's so let's just get it out of the way. Most people have been very, greatly enjoying uh, Gran Turismo. Mm. I didn't like it very much. Oh, no! I didn't. And I I wanted to like it more, and it's not even... The racing's
0: really good.
1: We'll get to that.
0: Yes and no. This this is maybe a big failure of the film. The racing made me so excited for the new Forza game this year. I was like, (laughs) genuinely... I was like, I can't... Because I... I quite like Forza Horizon, but I feel like so done with it. I am so ready for let's get back on a goddamn racetrack and learn some racing lines. And I feel this film awakened a part of me that's been locked off for a long mm. time. Like, you know what, Stephen? You do like you, you you like cars and racetracks. And when he's running the Nurburgring, I'm like, generally, I had the feeling like I recognise that part of the track mm. from driving through that right. several times. And because it has it from the point of view that you are in in, in Gran Turismo. Um, There was a bit of like fantasy element to this film. I mean, Matt's going to hate this because it's it's very, very very car focused. So (laughs) sorry, He does not Um, like cars. But yeah, for me, that is like closet car fan and closet like I would never really watch racing on TV, but I do actually like cars and car racing. Um, It's good. I I like the angles. I do like that they make Gran Turismo the game feel like it bleeds out into the real world. I didn't like that. And then they make real world racing feel like it's a game and i like that i like that that's
1: exactly what i don't like i think it blends the two too much and it gets to a point to Ah, me where i'm like all of this feels the same and i don't want i don't want it to feel the same
0: it is the same and i get
1: it i get the point but to me i'm like i want the real racing to feel real and not like a video game because then it takes it takes the weight out of it for me and here's kind of how i feel is is it is very much a Neil Blomkamp movie, and I think that ultimately it's kind of the same as every other Neil Blomkamp movie in that it is very flashy and stylized and obsessed, with like, obsessed with like these minute details, but it's just super hollow and just doesn't do anything for me is kind of how I feel about it, and... I- I didn't find
0: it hollow because I, think, I really like um, Archie um and David Harbour. I, 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 I think Archie Medicue's kind of like gangly awkwardness is so yeah. well conveyed, and I think he's a, he's a really fun screen presence. And I genuinely think David Harbour is absolutely brilliant in this film. David Harbour is good. He's I loved very good. him, loved I him agree. so much. Well, I know Bloom's hilarious because I, I was surprised it's, to find out he was British.
1: I, it's like, I don't, it's just a weird character to me. I don't know. Like, I, that I feel like he
0: tries to just like falsify the whole competition, right? And he that also, never he's really like again. I'm
1: like, what? He's the guy that creates what? the whole thing, but then he's also like a villain sometimes. I'm, yeah, I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: The, this is I didn't really go into this in my review. Maybe I should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. There's a place for it. There is a part of this film where. It wants to engage in the tropes of the sport film, but it can't because the true story doesn't really support that. Yes. So he's coded as sleazeball Martin executive and goes, yeah, but actually we can't just we can't make the real Nissan guy, like like we can make the promoters in Rocky out to be like absolute right. assholes. We really can't do that. And actually we can't make his dad to be an asshole because that is his dad, right? Right. And there is this pulling back. I think one thing that I will say is bullshit. Okay. And it's not the reprehensible right. bit. We'll get that to that. that seriously. Um, so. Kazunori Yamauchi is a cool guy. The creator of Gran Turismo?
1: Yeah. Who shows up for one
0: scene? No, that's not him. He's played by someone. What the hell?
1: Oh, you're saying you wish it was just actually him?
0: Why? I agree. Why not? I
1: mean, yeah, who who cares? (laughs) I mean,
0: (laughs) why have you got someone playing a person that most people have not heard of? The only cool thing to be like, oh man, especially is that the bits you're watching is mostly like documentary stuff, of him looking over and going, hmm. That texture looks good. <laughs> why do I look on IMDb and see that it's Takahiro Hira is playing Kazunori Yamuchi? I'm like, maybe there is like real reasons why Yamauchi couldn't be in it. But yeah, I mean, it might just be he did not want to be in the movie. Doesn't need to be know. in it. Yeah, he doesn't need to be in it. He doesn't. And yeah, it's weird because <laughs> I mean, again, that everyone's that... being everyone's being played by someone. Like, but then the real Jan Martinberg is in the film. That's true. He's the stunt double, which is really cool. It is cool. Is it really is very really cool. cool.
1: Yeah, I think that scene to me is weird, and I mean, I, and I don't know how accurate any of it is. I'm, I, again, we'll kind of circle back around to that. So, like, I don't know. But I did like, a lot reading about this. <laughs> um, I, I I
0: can I can. I'm like, was his was his was
1: his biggest dream really to meet the creator of Gran Turismo? <laughs> like I mean I, mean, well, I, mean, no, I would th- love to, to meet okay. right. the I'd be really pissed off if I turned up
0: and it was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> They're like uh, that, was just,
1: it, uh, that was just funny to me where he was like so excited to was, meet that guy. I'm like that's cool. I mean if that was something it, that he actually was very excited about, but um,
0: just a funny scene to me. No, I think so, because if there are game directors whose stuff that I absolutely love that. you know if I, if I met suda 51 i'd be so if i met hideo kojima i'd be so pumped well i mean everyone just
1: wants to meet hideo kojima because he's kojima but yeah yeah uh, i mean it's, it's a bit creepy but
0: <laughs> if i met sweary 65 i'd be i'd be so pumped to meet sweary 65
1: i guess no you're right i would like i would, I would go hang out with uh with miyazaki from fromsoft
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, which is which is that would be the arc for me if I became so good at Dark Souls, I became a knight. <laughs> and right, sure. Able,
2: <laughs> from, gamer tonight. To, to, from gamer to
0: knight. From gamer to knight. <laughs> I want this to be a franchise yeah. of just taking, just taking things. That um, there must be like sim city must be great for this if like from sim city player to mayor that must be somewhere
1: there is a well i don't think he started as as like a gamer but there's a a youtuber <gasps> a, a twitch streamer that, that like, streams
0: yeah i
1: don't not even a mayor but there's like a guy who's like a city planner that plays uh city skylines, city skylines. yeah yeah which is cool the um,
0: from from there to gamer, <laughs> the reverse <laughs> like from Yeah. Racer to, gamer. <laughs> yeah. Um, to go back to my yamauchi point about why this is here is my stupid tangent. Okay. Of, Go ahead. So it's not a good Gran Turismo movie. It doesn't feel like Gran Turismo. Oh, and the, the treatment of Gran Turismo is really weird to me. It's really weird. Cuz they talk about it like it's the only racing sim. Mm. It's not even like the most like hardcore one. Like No. It, it's not iRacing, it's not Project Cars. Like, like they're way more right.
1: They treat it like it is the the end all be all most like realistic thing, thing ever made in the universe and I'm like is it really though? <laughs> like it's, it's also it's, it's, it's just a, a PlayStation game. Not it's that it's not really realistic but
0: good like and and they're brilliant and they, they are so obsessed but they're not for me Gran Turismo is kind of goofy and it has that kind of like weird kind of like jazzy aesthetic to it. It's it's like elevator music stuff and and menu there is a personality a very strange personality to gran turismo that's a bit kooky and a bit weird mm. and it's not just we like racing and it's the it's not just we like racing because it's also the we spent like five days hooking up a microphone to an exhaust to make it sound correct <laughs> it's not about the love of racing it's more about like the love of of cars mm. yeah Um, yeah yeah. whereas this is this this doesn't really capture that which i
1: mean uh, obviously like as has been documented in gear up for gran turismo i'm not like Mm. a historically i'm not a huge gran turismo fan and i played like maybe three hours of the game (laughs) for this segment (laughs) but i mean my my brief experience was not like oh this is a you get in and you're going crazy racing it's like my experience was i was driving a ford fiesta around around a race like a really boring track which is like not not a thing that's in the movie at all absolutely rules
0: which therefore isn't surprising to me they don't even bother to actually put yamuchi in it because they don't care about the reality right. of Gran Turismo in this film <laughs> Gran Turismo happens to be the thing that the person whose story they care right. about played
1: and I think like that's kind of what it maybe comes down to for me is I'm like it's not a very good Gran Turismo movie and it's not a very good <laughs> biopic either like I don't think it excels think at either biopic. of those things I think it's for me fine.
0: I, I, it's rocky it, it, it does the sports template very very well I think that last Le Mans race is really really cool I'm bummed out that they didn't do that running to their cars anymore. I know. I was, I was, I I was expecting that
1: too. Is that a thing they stopped doing they, at Le Mans? That's apparently, boring. yeah, because I looked that up because I was mm. like, I thought
0: they ran to their cars. Apparently, they stopped that because it was deeply unsafe. And I'm like, well, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you probably actually, if I'd have thought about that for a few seconds, yeah, they probably shouldn't do that. I just <laughs> really remember bad. that being very cool um, in
1: Ford versus Ferrari. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They run to their cars. That's like a.
0: Yeah, it's, that's like the Le Mans thing. Yeah. Like, oh, they run to their cars. It's so cool. I like the Le Mans sequence. Le Mans the sequence Le Mans sequence, sequence is
1: cool. Yeah. Um, and but all the ring is cool. I, I was wondering when I saw that come up, I was like, Oh, Steven's gonna, I'm sure Steven loved I this. So <laughs> I actually went, Yeah, In the cinema, I okay, like, <laughs> I gotta tell yeah, you, ring. and it's it's not like it was a whole lot of people, but let me tell you that I was shocked by the number of people who were actively clapping throughout the film.
2: Yeah. Like when he
1: would do, when he would win a race or do things well, people in the theater were actively clapping for him. I was like, what? What is happening? What's going on here?
0: I I think I also like it because it's real British, isn't it? Like it, it, is, very it is like proper, it is proper British, and like it's funny. They it is ostensibly set partly in Cardiff, and there are zero mm. Welsh accents in the entire <laughs> film. No, nobody oh, yeah. that even sounds close to Wales, which is absolutely wild. Um, and I, li- I like the beginning Slice of Life stuff. It, I'm so used to American teen. Mm. I, like, oh, yeah, yeah. There are That's British fair. teen movies that are, like, that are teen movies. But when you see just prosaic teen presentation as one part of a film, not the film itself, it's just the American, right. we live in the suburbs, I'm climbing up. And seeing that in a British lens was kind of fun. I like that. That's a bit silly, like yeah, 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 that does that does feel nice. It's, I really really enjoyed Grand Theft
1: I think like, where was I going with this? Oh, I remember like the, I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like cool sequences are weighed down by just pointless stuff to me. Like there's the whole scene that I think is fun and cool where he es- escapes the cops. And oh, then that's pointless it, that,
0: that, that scene is bad
1: <laughs> well i mean like just the driving of that i'm like oh that's like kind of a cool like actually cool driving scene that's not like on a racetrack and then it does the thing where the screen comes up and it's like cops oh, avoided and i was like oh god is, come on yeah like, no, th- at that point i was like oh god. yeah that, that was, was that
0: was rumble in the bronx level of video game representation um, it's also weird there's a weird
1: inconsistency with how they display the placements like there most of the time it does the kind of like overhead view where it pops up like yeah. the, the the HUD kind of thing of like, Oh he's in third like, place right I now. I do like that stuff. Which I like that, but then there's also a bunch of times where it like freeze frames and it puts a big title card that says third place or whatever, and I'm like, why don't you just pick one? Do one of those things. Just that's a random when they th- finish.
0: when they finish it goes the bam you came in second or bam you came in third. No,
1: but it would be mid it would be like second like third lap, fifth place
0: or whatever. It was just like a random a bit of excitement. I guess well, is that, that... that was the one. That's the one where he had to come third by the end of the race. That was one where it's like, by the you that's need true, to, I guess. he needed to come yeah, in the top I mean, four on uh... one race. So therefore, it's like, bam, he's at this position. Bam. They did find a a story that had a really kind of like compelling, structured through line, which does link me to the one thing that I think really sours the film for me, mm. um, which is so there are a lot of. There's a lot of creative license taken with this. First of all, this happened in 2011, um, and it's the PlayStation 3. I think it's PlayStation to be five. Um, and I, I get that. I get that you're going to set it in the present day because it's a Sony Pictures production. They want the PS5 to be in it. Which, and they want the but new it, is, it does feel
1: weird because I thought the same thing of like, why is like it seems modern, but clearly this isn't. Like, it's just a weird thing to do for a biopic about a it's real so weird person. Like, to
0: like, like... Me this must have happened in the past. Yeah, right. It is happening. Day by day, yeah, that, that <laughs> the, seems strange to me. Propulsive present, yeah, but it's that's a marketing thing. They and also, Grand Turismo Seven looks great on mm-hmm. screen. The actual sequences, it, it looks really cool. Maybe in a few years' time, I will look back and go, that looks bad. But if you watch Grand Turismo Five on screen now, you'd be like, this game doesn't look. It would not sell it to the audience. They no. go, this is the most realistic driving simulator in the world. They go, is <laughs> it? Which
1: is why it's funny really? at the very beginning when they do that whole thing about, like, and he invented Gran Turismo, and it's like, but it looks amazing, and I'm like, this is not what the first game looked like. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I, I generally, I, I would I want more of that, because I, I, Polyphony is such a weird studio that is so, so only do that thing they do. Mm, yeah, and yeah. just so caught up in that thing they do. And as I've talked about before, the fact they had the luxury models and non-luxury models for that one game because they couldn't do them all so only some cars had interiors <laughs> only some cars had an That's underneath crazy. <laughs> that stuff is cool uh, i want more about that um so you change some stuff um now there is a point part way through it's a it's a in the context of the film it's a very good scene yeah um so there is and it is proven to be so due to no fault of Archie Modern of um, uh, Jan Maddenborough, I'm getting the, the actor and the, the person mixed up, <laughs> due to no fault of Jan Maddenborough at all, um, it's just a, a combination of wind and just the track, so this thing that could not really, really be predicted, um, car takes off, flips, and just flies along and, and hits into the side of the track, and racing is dangerous, and yes. there is a spectator there, and the spectator is killed, um, which is obviously really, really tragic. There's also there's the conversation there about venues and where they allow spectators to be mm. because usually you spectators spectators like being it's not like the tour de france of you just go and watch right. a bit of it go, go past like so there is a there's a whole thing there to happen and this did happen okay this this definitely happened so there was a point where carl went out of control on the Nurburgring ring um and and did kill somebody um and it was proven not to be yan fault and that was obviously obviously a much bigger deal for the person that was killed and their family and friends and whatever, but it's a pivotal part of, of Yamaru's life in a film yeah, of course. The thing that affects him deeply. And he he very much has said that he wanted it to be in the film. I got a lot of respect for that, of him wanting to include that more unsavoury part, um, where he is implicit in the killing of somebody. Um, but it does not happen at that point. It happens years down the line um and it doesn't belong in this film because of that and i think it's actually really disgusting so the way it's used in this film is it's the mo it's that why do we fall off our horse mr Wayne, right so we can pick ourselves back up it, it's literally that it's the you've hit rock bottom and now build yourself back up and it is there to give like the act two drop for the act three rise to and now back at le mans i mean he's in the he has flashbacks. this horrible thing it happened years after that. He did yeah, come first place at Le Mans, weird. and it wasn't to do with that. I think that's genuinely disgusting. I think no, it's I agree. really, that's, that's, really grotesque.
1: Yeah, that's just bad, bad choice there for sure. I completely agree.
0: Horrendous, absolutely horrendous. It's just using it as like a motive and narrative currency of an right. and tragedy, it's, and it's like it's framed is as gross. this
1: as this way to kind of connect the stories of um, mm. David Harbour's character. Um, as well where like he he had he saw something bad happen and yeah. so he quit racing and so he's like you can't have the same thing happen to you you got to push through and you know become immortal at Le Mans. but it's just like yeah it's like you're using this very real tragedy to motivate this character choice it's just for the sake of the movie rocky, right because it wants
0: to be rocky because that that it's got the plot points that work in a sports movie right and when there isn't one they find one later in his life they put it that
1: yeah which is fine in a normal sports movie that is not about a real because person making and real up. things yeah. happen right which i think is i mean kind of contributes to like my kind of my issues with it well i'm like if this was just a sports movie about it would, it would be gran thing, turismo then that would be great but like the real just i don't know the mixing of it just doesn't work for me very well
0: Microsoft should make a Forza movie where they pretend this happened when it's all fictional. I've been like, we started Forza Academy, <laughs> and then that'll be a better movie.
1: I mean, I I agree. I I'd, I'd watch a Forza movie. I'm sure they won't make one. Microsoft doesn't really hasn't really been successful in the the cinematic stuff, have they?
0: Isn't that Gears of War film happening? I don't I know. And it's been happening for a although long time. although that's actually both.
1: funny because Neil Blomkamp was going to make a Halo movie at one point. Yep, <laughs> and yep, yep, did yep, not. Yep. And <laughs> now he's working for Sony. Yep. Um, yeah, you but I'll kind of circle back to why I don't like. Well, uh,
0: actually, do you reckon that's because Sony now owned Bungie?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's why. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Follow the threads. Follow the threads. But
0: sure, he was going to make a Halo movie made by Bungie when they were back at Microsoft. Now, so Sony, Sony bought owned Bungie, Neil Blomkamp. <laughs> I, I, what I'm saying is Sony bought Neil Blomkamp. Okay, sure.
1: Um, I'm going to make a bold statement that maybe doesn't make total sense nope. i don't think i don't this is maybe the best way i can i can phrase this is that i don't think the racing scenes are romantic enough <laughs> it doesn't
0: i love this okay yeah. they
1: it doesn't it, it's it's it is very neil blomkamp it is very flashy and stylish
0: you know what I get. You know and what and
1: functional, but it's just it's just You're that right. to me, it's just functional and it's cool. And they show these cool close ups of like the engines and, mm. but everything is edited so fast that there is never any time where it actually feels like I am like watching a race happening.
0: And there's that good Bonneville bit that's quite nice. It's not in a race though. But there's that that Man-a-ver song happens. And they just drive around the Nurburgring very slowly for a bit. Oh yeah,
1: nice. I mean that's kind of like. that seems just like so cheesy to me (laughs) like i think Uh, that some of the music stuff i'm just like i was like oh it's very melodramatic (laughs) like in a way that i don't love Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah like i I don't know the racing sequences i just wanted more of like i wanted more longer takes of actual (laughs) racing and it's constantly cutting between different things to the point where i i just don't get a good enough sense of what's happening and it doesn't feel i want it to feel more reverent about actual it's, racing it's
0: and... it's it's racing as sport and racing as television right. as opposed to racing as lifestyle is not about car culture this is about racing as the discipline and the product um which isn't isn't inherently interesting this ain't too right and blacktop. i mean this ain't exactly like, you know, it's like I, I just and open road
1: and, it, and that's just totally just a preference thing is that i just want stuff that is more like reverent I think it's a really good point like, i hadn't thought about that I, um, I think you are
0: ostensibly correct
1: but so, yeah, I mean, if it works for everyone else, then it works for everyone else. But, yeah, for me, I was just like, I want something that's more, yeah, that's more romantic, for lack of a better word.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, soul, I guess. You want yeah, a, a exactly. Soul to your Gran Turismo. Yeah. My yeah, um, yeah I, I, ostensibly, I think you're correct. Um, that's a really good point.
1: That's my, that's my I think good that's my, my final note about Gran Turismo. Uh, why it doesn't apart really from work for that
0: me. one grotesque bit, I thought it was pretty really good. I really enjoyed but, it. I wish I'd enjoyed um, it more. But, yeah, not that, not my favorite. When it comes to recently released big blockbusters that have parts that make me uncomfortable, mm. it's one of the better ones of those. Okay. Take that, Oppenheimer. <laughs> so this
1: is above Oppenheimer on your ranking?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, both boy. are pretty really good.
1: Steven's ranking of the, the year's films is just, it's crazy to me. It's wild. Both,
0: both are pretty really good. Both are pretty really good. Okay. This, <laughs> this okay. <one's better. laughs> Oh, man. And, like, yeah, it's exploitative, but so is Oppenheimer. So, you're like, you know, all right, all right, now. <laughs> all
1: right, well, that's fair enough. Do you have any more final thoughts on Gran Turismo now that we have spent so much time building it up only to end up here?
0: I think it's hilarious that the movie's good. I think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: seems like, I don't know, I, I feel like it's almost i almost feel bad that i don't like it i mean I, I know i'm justified because i just don't like it and i have f- fair enough yeah. reasons to not like it but i feel like part of it felt like self-fulfilling prophecy where i was like i was kind of expecting to not like it and then i didn't i was like damn it <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> prove me wrong it's, it's that divide of where had where i'm a gran turismo guy and you're just not That's it's true. just it's, yeah. gran turismo, it's just not for you as a, as a franchise or as a as any kind of vehicle it's true yeah
1: well, Stephen, we got a couple things left. I don't have
0: any listener mail yep. this week because I Good. failed to we, we solicit. Did, we, any, we did not. We, um, well, we also have. We're on a, a tight time scale That's true. Um, so we did, we did not. So we did not solicit any listener mail.
1: So do you want to do some recommendations first?
0: Yeah. Before, let me. <laughs> before we
1: close out here.
0: Yeah, do you go first? I think I do have something, but I will let you. Yeah.
1: Go. So. I will recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend a different racing movie that I liked a lot more than Gran Turismo. I guess not really racing, but um, a, a car movie. Um, so I, I recently watched um, Soy Chang's Motorway, which is a very, very cool movie. Kind of like a similar-ish basic premise in the sense that there is like a kind of a, a master and, a, and an apprentice, and it's kind of got that sports kind of like martial arts arc to it of, of learning but this time it is about cars so it's about a police pursuit driver who has to kind of learn how to master his driving skills in order to take down these criminals who are extremely good drivers and it's kind of all about the kind of mechanics of driving and making these extremely precise like pinpoint turns and it kind of does exactly what i was looking for gran turismo to do which where it's got this very like it almost i compared it in my review uh, which seems like almost kind of a stretch but i compared it to uh wong Kar Wai's the grandmaster in the way that it shoots things
0: i like that film um
1: where it's like the grandmaster is not like an amazing action film in terms of like actual action like it's not mm-hmm. it's not choreographed in the same way that you watch like a yuen Ping movie and it's like amazing choreography and it's more for like, the
0: ipman story it's not Ip Man, right
1: exactly um it's it's more like these slow motion close-ups of of action and again like yeah, the, this, this action idea right this romantic view of it and this kind of does the same thing where it's got these very like specific motions of of driving and taking these very specific turns and it's also got like those cool kind of like grand Turismo, miller it's got these cool like engine close-ups um but there's like just great sequences of of like very specific like precision driving at high speed down the highway and cool precise corners and turns um and lots of like burning rubber and tires smoking and it is just a very yeah. cool and stylish and i highly recommend motorway from 2012
0: Go cool. and is, is, is the nurburgring in it no the
1: nurburgring is not in it <laughs> it is okay, all in well, hong kong I'm, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not gonna watch that um, <laughs> so
0: i'm a bit I'm, usually i usually i'm scraping the barrel to find something because my watching habits are strange <laughs> of course. i'm actually torn between a few things Ooh, okay i like um, to hear that yeah. I was going to go for five easy pieces, but I'm not. And I'm not even going to do that thing where I then talk about it for a while <laughs> okay. and then simply do it. Okay. I was going to go on behalf of Friedkin, go for Boys in the Band, mm. but I'm not. Rest in um, peace. Both of those are great. Um, I'm going to go for a sneaky two. A sneaky two, because they're both Todd Haynes movies. Okay. Um, I saw two Todd Haynes biopics. Um, so, very quickly, I'm not there, I think. More people should watch. I, if, if you are a fan of Bob Dylan and a fan of Todd mm. Haynes, then you are to yourself to watch i'm not there it's just and having talked about a biopic ostensibly um today this seven people play bob dylan
1: oh yeah is that the one where kate blanchett plays bob dylan
0: she's the best Bob Dylan, Mm. but none of them play bob dylan um so the the name bob dylan is never used in the film it's like at the beginning it's it's mentioned in like text and they are all playing people who are based on different facets of bob dylan or like different um different personas or different periods in his life. And it's all very, very different. And when it works, I think it's, it's, when it works, it's like one of my favorite movies. It's, mm. it's, there are okay. parts on it. Cause I look, cause I love Bob Dylan. I really like Todd Haynes. There's a, I don't know. I don't know if you're a Bob Dylan person at all. I don't know. Not
1: really. I mean, I don't dislike yeah. Bob Dylan, but I'm not like a huge um, fan either.
0: But oh, there's, there's one sequence in it that links to one of, one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs. And it's just, <sighs> I don't know if you know the song. Do you it, it, Do you know Ballad of a Thin Man, the, the Bob Dylan song? Maybe if I heard it, but not off the top of my head. Because it's... The the film... It, the sequence... Look up. If you want to know why this film is great, look up Ballad of a Thin Man sequence, I'm Not There. And it is Kate Blanchett sequence. Mm. And it's... What the film is more is an excuse to... loop in cool versions and takes of Bob Dylan songs? Or contextualized moments it's it's a nice comparison with his earlier film um velvet goldmine which is the the non david bowie david bowie film then you got the non bob dylan bob dylan Mm. movie Um, but he wasn't allowed to use bowie music for goldmine and i was allowed to use dylan music for this this was like a realization of that and an expansion of that it's there are some storylines don't really work, where it's going more into the myth of Dylan, and there's like there's, okay. there's, there's this young kid that plays him, and the Richard Gere playing him, and the, the, those bits are independently cool, but don't work for the film um, that it ultimately turns out to be. But the Kate Blanchett stuff is absolutely incredible. You've got Ben Whishaw. It's it's the last film, Love Heath Heath Ledger film released when he was alive, um, oh, which, which is notable. Okay. Um, so that's that's his, the, the last last performance that isn't posthumous. Um, but yeah, that Ballad of Fin Man scene is just so, so cool. Um, which linked to that, I would say part of a spiritual trilogy of music biopics okay. um, of Todd Haynes. Having recently watched Barbie, I decided to finally watch um, Superstar the Karen Carpenter story. What do you know about this film? Nothing. You can watch it on YouTube okay. because it was sued to hell when he does have the rights to it and no one has the rights to it because of... <laughs> copyright preachers, basically. Ah. Oh, this is an unauthorized telling of um, the Karen Carpenter story using Barbie dolls. Okay, <laughs> it's so cool. It is like burnt nightmare Barbie dolls. It's 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 part like Vox Pop piece to camera stuff about mm. Karen Carpenter, but then when it would show her life by actors, it's just dolls being held up. And but also it's like it's really well framed. Like this is a student film. the Haynes is like, oh, okay. man, like there's no actors in here, but like. This is like you blocking out scenes, and man, you block out scenes real good. Like this is, oh, this, is this is well okay. done. Of like this is this this feels like it's the prototype for what the film would be, but based on this prototype, man, you've got an, Todd Haynes. Don't to forget about this. You've got an eye, Todd Haynes. <laughs> Todd Haynes, you've got an eye. You should make movies. Um, you should make you you should make movies. But it it works so well because the Karen Carpenter story is these these become three films of tragedies of the tragedy of the bowie film is what if the death of the ziggy stardust persona was the death of a musician hmm. okay. um so alvin Zard i forget what he's called but he spoilers for that movie there's death and i'm i'm not here is very much a a tragedy of if if velvet goldmine is about an artist who is constantly reinventing themselves. This is about like de-invention, you know, Mm. isn't a word or like de-evolution of what if this person was trying to constantly take himself down and pull himself away and fragment himself of what if, if there are six Bob villains and all six of those have a tragic arc and all six of those have a tragic like death. And the, actually the ending of the film is actually quite hopeful and lovely, but it is a tragic movie. And the Karen Carpenter story is tragic because the story is just tragic. And using Barbie dolls, for this film that is very much, the story that's very much about body image, commodification, mm. and this this person that was made into a brand by others and sold and pushed and made to hate themselves. It's such a good visual metaphor. And like it is forced by construction, but it works so well. Okay, And actually it does fit very nicely with the Barbie movie. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Lots um, to check yeah. It out. Yeah. So cool. And it's an hour long. Watch it on YouTube. Okay, Superstar, the Karen Carpenter
1: story. That was like an hour-long movie that's always a good sell mm. it's
0: really good it's really, really good really cool i think you'd like it a lot
1: all right well there's there's your recommendations for this week um mm. so before we sign off steven i have a feel we should make an announcement about the, <gasps> about the podcast gear up
0: for cracker <laughs> no ace
1: <A-spec>. back <laughs> um do you want to kind of take the lead on this one steven
0: uh yeah yeah i will um so what episode number is this this i believe is 48 so this is episode 48 of the first season of i'm thinking of spoiling things there you go which is a 50 episode season (laughs) we're going to run up to episode 50 and we've got some some ridiculousness planned for episode 50 and we might do do, uh so is the plan to do the year round up for 49 and then the the silliness for 50
1: uh, I guess we'll kind of figure it out as we go, as we always yeah. do. Um, it kind of yeah. depends on what we have seen by the time we have to record yeah. again. Um, but yes, but we do I, have. a... I would a... like us
0: to rank movies again because I I, I so much enjoyed. Yes, that the was very fun. That led to <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: <picking> up <laughs> So here. we will definitely. It so right. we'll, we'll definitely we'll do movies. It'll be a little early for our our second year anniversary, but yeah. um, we'll do our our second wrap up and ranking of what we have covered on the show. And then we have a secret special thing planned for episode fifty. Special so where where exactly those those things fall um, will kind of depend yep. on, on what we've seen and what's come out by the time we record next. But yes, but
0: yeah. So fifty felt like a natural stopping point as opposed to <clears throat> um, because we do need to stop. Unfortunately, yes. we will return. Um, the James Bond will return in. <laughs> um, it's it's bec- it's because uh, my wife Emma and I are having a child. Um, yes, so congratulations. I would have the time. Thank you very much. <laughs> We'll not have the time to or availability or like just we are not to go to the cinema lots to see new releases. So the podcast becomes a bit a bit moot at that point. And we did explore the idea of like long-term paternity. Sorry, but then like part of the point of this podcast is before and I like speaking to each other. Right. And to, a, a nice <laughs> thing much, to do yeah. together. <laughs> um so there's no need for it to exist outside of that on a long term basis. It will return listeners, so keep subscribed to. Um i'm sh- will appear elsewhere i'm hoping that i will appear somewhat elsewhere for a little bit and obviously you know we're back after that but yeah um so um kid is due 25th of october um so if you see me watching either strange things or nothing for a while <laughs> that is why um yeah
1: so just I, I, i'll reiterate that so this episode 50 will land sometime in september so not yep. quite when Stephen will have to be leaving, but again, fifty just felt like the right place to end it since yeah. that's where we've ended up. Um, so it'll be episode fifty. Will be our kind of special final episode mm. for now. Again, that'll be the end of sort of season so one, please, and we'll take a please,
0: please, 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 write in, um, yes, write in, yes, just absolutely with, with stuff.
1: And we will definitely make several calls for emails for our yeah. our final episode. Get some write ins yeah. from from our Start many now, wonderful um, listeners. We'll ing- yeah um please, please, please. and yeah so then we'll just have kind of an extended undetermined at the moment uh, hiatus until yeah. uh, we can kind of get into until a, my child until can we off. can until we can get a regular uh, schedule and swing of yeah. things going again so no no mm. specific date for that at the moment um but of course we will update everyone as we have the mm. information for that So that is your your update for now, so this will be episode 48, we'll have one more episode and then it will be our episode 50 special, will be our our final for season 1 Yeah, I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things.
0: Which means we're not going to cover Doom 2, so we only covered half of the movie. (laughs) We only covered half of the (laughs) movie. It's just (laughs) half an episode, aren't Luckily Spider-Verse 2, 3 is never coming out, so that's That's true.
1: Totally just indefinitely delayed for now.
0: Yeah, for, for complex reasons. Well, so that's no, so that's our,
1: our special announcement. Stephen, do you have yep. anything to plug before we sign off? What's going on on the stacks?
0: Um, stacks, that's going well. Um, if you want to do a podcast about the films of Mick Jackson, um, that is available in video and audio form very, very soon, maybe even now. I don't know. Um, Jane Campion season is mm. happening. Um, really good recent episode um, even if you've not seen In the Cut please listen to the episode about In the Cut or watch In the Cut because it's a really interesting film um, but we we'll recommend that a really good guest really interesting conversation one of on brights to come up soon but Jack and I also mm. um, were just invited to another podcast um, so if you listen to the What A Picture podcast you can hear Jack, I um, Brian and Hannah Loomis who's their podcast where they go through every film in the top 100 science list. Mm, um, okay. And they invited us on, and we spoke about Tarkovsky's Mirror. Ah, okay, um, cool. Which is why Jack and I just rewatched Mirror. In case you're wondering, why did Jack I was and I just rewatch that. <laughs> Mirror? That is why. Um, oh, what a movie! Well,
1: there you go. What a picture. Check out the stacks and the What a Picture mm-hmm. podcast for uh, for that episode.
0: What about you, Vaughn? Plug yourself.
1: Uh. <laughs> um nothing nothing really exciting going on at the moment um oh. just reviewed uh the last you saw dracula on a boat i did see the last voyage of the demeter which i liked quite a lot uh if you are a big fan of anything that remotely resembles alien you will like dracula on a Mectar. boat <laughs> yeah Meg two, exactly um I think that's... I'm trying to think of what I've got coming up soon. I did see, speaking of, so I recommended Soi Chang's uh, Motorway. I just saw his new movie, Mad Fate. Um, We'll probably review that as well, so if you want to see a new Hong Kong review on the website, that'll probably be coming out somewhat soon. I want to write about that one. Um, But that's about it for now. Um, Definitely come back in a couple weeks for our 49th episode, Mm -hmm. and please, please, please... Maybe about The Beanie Bubble? Maybe about the beanie bubble. Please, please, please write in if you... If this is somehow your first episode, if you've listened to every episode, anything, <laughs> anything and everything you have to say
0: or think—if you work for the Keswick Pencil in, Museum, sure, if you write, write in. For <laughs> and I want to talk about your curation. I want to talk about—I get it. There was a flood. It was a big deal. But it's not the flood at the Keswick—it's not the flood at the Keswick Pencil Museum, Museum. Episode forty-nine, it's the Keswick Pencil Museum. It's going to be Stephen
1: interviewing, oh. <laughs> interviewing the owners of the Keswick Pencil Museum.
0: <laughs> I love Keswick, beautiful town. I love the Pencil Museum. I love it. You had a flood. It's a big deal. It's supposed to be about the pencils, man. It's about the pencils. <laughs> For the flood to have mattered, the place must have mattered beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So therefore, the story can't just be, it was flooded. Mm. Bring True. back the pencils. Have to start have a, at, the, have start flo- at the beginning. Have a flood bit. Have a, It's it's flooded with flood. There's too much flood. It's, it's like started. Halo 2. <clears throat> it's
1: just, it's pencil museum. It's just like Halo 2.
0: 2. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen should become their
1: marketing manager. <laughs> it's like hello too jewel building.
0: hold oh two pencils <laughs> make a needler out of these pencils
1: oh there you go yeah you're there's going to be some great posters and advertisements coming up for the museum
2: yeah all, all right well
1: <laughs> good time. always if you can go to the twin for coverage of the latest releases and also maybe not the latest releases we cover all kinds of stuff um please mm-hmm. if you don't want to write in, maybe just rate the podcast. Drop us a rating if yes. you like to. If you like listening, rate it five stars. Rate right. it five just stars, don't. or don't rate it. There you go. You Those are your you two don't options.
0: To rate it. <laughs> like what? Like who's being helped by you not doing that? Like no one. It's not a real review. Like no one really cares. That's true. But the the if you like the podcast, rate it five stars. If you don't, why are you listening? Why are you here? That's <laughs> just true. They probably listening. didn't make it to the end anyway. Don't, you, don't, you don't need to listen to this.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Well, if you're all listening right.
0: now and you thought I enjoyed this, just go to itunes which has not been called that for five to ten nope. years give it five stars Spotify, don't know if we're stars. on
1: apple music but whatever app you're listening to this on
0: give us five stars but we are on our podcast because that's what i listen to it on
1: oh okay well there you go i, I mm. don't know how our distribution works uh <laughs> well we will be back in two weeks for episode 49 of the podcast but for now i am thinking of ending this podcast
0: yeah so true
1: so true you're down yeah. We're done. We're done. <laughs> it's, it's over. <laughs>